Welcome to episode 17 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we'll bring you some news. Obviously, some Marvel news. um, Every week. Yeah, every week. Uh, We got some more information and more... um, uh, posters and trailer for Godzilla. Uh, some interesting speculation or some interesting news on the Door of the Explorer movie that is coming <laughs> out, um, as well as some stuff on Pixar, Bond twenty five, um, and Superman. Um, we'll also be getting reviews this week. We saw Once Upon a Deadpool, which came out in theaters for a limited release. Which, if you're not familiar, is a sort of I guess Christmas sized um, Princess Bride version of. Uh, Deadpool 2 that came out earlier this year and Brian will also be giving reviews for I believe Leave No Trace and First Reformed Um, and at the very end of the episode we'll be giving you guys um, our top 5 Christmas movies Uh, we're going to get really festive for um, this holiday that a lot of people seem to really like Uh, (laughs) it's it's, it's the best holiday Aaron it's the best holiday of every other holiday didn't exist that's that's my stance. Um, it's just overhyped. That's my opinion of it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we'll be doing it. Um, I was surprisingly able to get five Christmas movies together on a list for this. Um, as it turns out, I enjoy Christmas movies more than I thought I did. Um, so anyway, Brian, how has your week been going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it's kind of been ugly weather-wise all week. But, uh, you know, we got out to the movies on Wednesday... Um, the, got some Cadoba. Got some Cadoba. That's a great <laughs> thing. We'll get some more of that tomorrow. Um, I'm on call this weekend for work, so you know that's always fun, but not too bad. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fine week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You were on call this weekend. I had some car issues. Uh. So plans to see into the Spider Verse and um the Mule kind of fell through, obviously. Um, but we should be getting around to all that stuff, plus much more this upcoming week. Um, for next week's episode, I had mentioned on Facebook and Twitter that I'm going to try and get around to roughly 14 movies by the end of this year, um, to finalize our 2018 slate. Um, but whether that actually happens or not is going to, I, I don't like the odds. 14 movies we'll in 15 days. Yep. And that also works in with, you know, WWE stuff that I try to watch and uh bowl season for college football. It's it's gonna be tough. Uh but we'll see. Um we'll we'll see what happens with all that. Um anyway, let's dive into news for the week to kick us off. Doctor Strange two has been kinda confirmed, I guess, now. Um Scott Derrickson uh, is confirmed to return. He obviously directed the first one in the series. Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong are already set to return. And Rachel McAdams is expected to return as well. Um, And filming is slated to begin, I believe, early 2020 for a 2021 release date. Probably the April-May Marvel slot that they usually run there Um, is people's best guess. But we'll see. Um... Doctor Strange, the original one, I was a fan of. Uh, it was one that I was kind of surprised that I enjoyed as much because I didn't really know very much about the character itself. Um, and I'm very hit or miss with uh, Cumberbatch. But uh, anyway, what's your thoughts on the news, Mr. Marvel, over there? I mean, I'm very excited for it, obviously. I mean, it's you got the director returning, uh, so it'll be very similar. Or not, it'll be a 
same quality as the first one, which was, like you said, a surprisingly good movie, better than I thought it'd be. Um, all of the same returning cast, you know, Ben and Carmbach does a great job. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm just disappointed it won't be coming out till 2021. Alrighty. And to move on, uh, for, for Pixar fans out there, uh, a movie called Onward was announced um, a bit ago um, with no real details around it. We still only really know that uh, it's a suburban fantasy movie. Um, but now we also have a cast for it pretty much that uh, Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, Julia, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer are set to um, star in this movie. Um, obviously, still not a lot of things known about it, but uh, definitely a solid cast for it, and Pixar always makes bangers, so uh, I <laughs> it's, mean, it's I assume true. the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume the best for it, uh, and we'll definitely let you guys know when some more information about that comes out. Uh, to move on into the James Bond universe, uh, Leah Sedu is set to return for Bond 25. Um, she played Madeline Swan in the last movie, Spectre, um, alongside Daniel Craig. Um, and why this is kind of a big deal is that it's a rare appearance for a reappearance for a Bond girl. Um, I don't believe, from what I read, I don't believe it's ever happened before. I believe one of the actresses in one of the older films, uh, starred in other films as different characters though um but i think this is apparently the first time that's ever happened i could be wrong um i have not seen all the bond films so apologies on that um but it is scheduled for a valentine's day 2020 release date uh so that's pretty cool um definitely excited for that uh that one for daniel craig's i believe last run as james bond though they've said that for the past like i think last one or two Daniel Craig movies like oh this will be his last one and then next year oh he'll do one more yeah I mean we'll see what ends up happening with it um his slate is two for two uh two great movies two average to good movies um I think he's been a pretty good bond um so we'll see we'll see what ends up happening with that um moving on into some trailer news we got a trailer this week for a movie called brightburn which i don't like leading into it there wasn't a lot known about it um information wise um so when the trailer kind of hit it kind of took over the internet for a little bit um it takes this kind of on an alternate superman timeline sort of uh while not directly a superman film um the entire kind of story behind it seems to be very much what if superman was evil um it is co-written and produced by james gunn um obviously of guardians of the galaxy fame um and it's like i'd mentioned it's a horror styled superman storyline um where a it appears a kid come kid alien or something like that crashes into earth um elizabeth banks is starring as the um stepmom uh whatever you want to call it um and it is set for a may 24th release date of next year um if you haven't actually saw the trailer for this i highly recommend it it looks very interesting and it will definitely be going on my watch list um once that comes around may is going to be quite a movie (laughs) quite a movie month here um obviously brian are you what are your thoughts on it because i know you don't like horror movies but like you also see that's the thing like it like it's like the alternate twist on you know what if this extraterrestrial being like superman came to this world but instead of being a hero 
he uses all of his powers for evil and destruction. Like, so it's a very, it's a different take that uh, seems interesting enough on the Superman idea. And it's James Gunn, so you know we've know we know he he's done great stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so I mean, I'm intrigued. It, it has my interest peaked. So uh, I'll. Uh, I'm not saying it's for <laughs> sure yet, but it's definitely has piqued my interest. So we'll see as more stuff comes out about it. The only thing that is a turnoff for me is that the one thing I am very scared of in movies is evil children. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely going to see it, but that'll freak me out for sure. Um, and a little bit of other trailer news here. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters kind of took over this week um, with some new movie posters and a trailer. Uh, release for it i want to first start off by saying go check this stuff out because it looks incredible i'm very excited for this movie now um we've got posters now for godzilla uh rodan mothra Ghidorah, um which are three of the other monsters in the movie um set for may 31st release date starring millie bobby brown vera farmiga uh sally hawkins kyle chandler ken wantanabe and a lot more notable names. Um, if you run down through IMDb's list, there's there's a lot of people, and oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to take the time to run through everybody. Um, but those are seem to be the main characters in it. Yeah, I mean, this looks fantastic. You thought it's... there was destruction in Marvel movies, man. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe that the world has anything left in it after it's, seeing it's the trailer. It's basically just like monsters you know they're fighting these giant you know titans monsters they're fighting over earth and you know humans and cities just happen to be in the way of it <laughs> like it's yeah, just everything's I mean, gonna get destroyed i mean the rebuilding for it we <laughs> this trillions, is this is why we're this, this is why the u.s is so far in debt we're dealing with godzilla and shit probably probably uh, we just don't but, know about it they're covering it up yeah i don't know how you could possibly cover these things up they're ginormous creatures <laughs> Uh, I, my main takeaways is that I think my favorite out of all of them is probably Ghidorah. Um, it's a three-headed dragon type oh, yeah. thing. That thing looks um, epic. That looks cra- I mean, they all look crazy good. Um, and obviously, you know, Godzilla being Godzilla. It, uh, I, I'm excited for it. That's all I can say. Please, like, go check out the trailer for this if you have any interest in it. If you saw um, the Godzilla movie from 2014, which is the first one in the series, the MonsterVerse that they have created. Um, and obviously, if you saw uh, Kong Skull Island from last year, I believe, or the year before that. Yeah, uh, 17. Okay. Um, obviously, that was the second one. This will be the third one, and leading into um, Kong and Godzilla in 2020, I believe. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, another thing that I'm somewhat excited for, I guess now, uh, <laughs> we might have talked before about the fact that there's going to be a live action Dora the Explorer movie coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't know when, but we'll be getting one at some point. And, uh, this week it was confirmed that, uh, Benicio Del Toro is set to voice Swiper, um, of Swiper No Swiping fame, uh, in the movie. Um, he is joining his Sicario de Soldado co-star Isabella Mornair, who also was in, uh, Instant Family that we saw last week, and also notably on the cast is Michael Pena, who's set to star as Dora's father in the movie. Um, I... 
I mean, now I feel like I have to see this movie. I did not know that Michael Pena was in it as well. Um, so when I found that out, that was also a plus. Um, Here's the thing, though. <laughs> it, it's, it's Michael Bay. <laughs> like, Well, isn't he only, like, he's producing or something. It's The director for it is the guy who did the recent, like, Muppet trilogy or whatever. Um, okay, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't do anything for it. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't going to be, like, a bang. It, like, no. Like, yeah, I mean, Dora set in Sicario universe would be rad as hell. But, like, that's not what it's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll see it now. I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters. That might, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Well, this is we'll probably, like, a 20. Yeah, this is, like, a 2020 release date or something like that. I don't think it's going to start filming until next year, but I could be wrong on that. Um... Also, also, I spiraled down a wormhole when I was checking this out on uh, IMDb. If you go into the original Door of the Explorer TV show IMDb page, it has like a 3.9 out of 10 user rating. <laughs> if you want to have a great time for like a good... If you need like 30 minutes to kill, go onto its page and read through the reviews for it from parents, giving it 1 out of 10 stars. It's incredible how angry these parents are at this TV show because it's not super educational and there's talking monkeys and stuff. Well, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, have it's, you ever even seen Dora? It's just stupid. I have. I watched like I watched it when I was younger, when I was on Nickelodeon. Like, it's. I'm not saying it's great, but like it's funny to read these comments. The parents have like, oh my god, this TV show sucks. Like, yeah, no. It's not for you. Like, <laughs> it's for your child. Like, keep them occupied. I, it just, yeah. If you want to kill some time, it's a great read because parents are just angry about everything. Um, because apparently, at some point, they thought the door of the explorer was for them. You know, <laughs> talking backpack and boots and stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, Brian, do you have any uh, news you want to share with us? I need to get off this topic. Oh. Uh, yeah, just kind of one or two things. One, uh, the first reviews for Bumblebee have come out, and it's, a lot of people are saying... Shocking. It's, it's currently on a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and like a 73 Metascore or whatever, like, I think most people were chalking this up to be just like another Transformers movie that's That's just... That, that was us. Yeah, I mean, definitely that was us. <laughs> but that was, like, you know, just explosions, you know, no plot line, a lot of action and whatnot. Apparently not. This is, like, the be- <laughs> it's the best of the Transformers movies. It's what everyone's been hoping for. There's a lot of nostalgia in it from, uh, I think it takes place in the 80s. Um, I, so I, I feel like I have to, like, I want to go, I'm interested to go see this now. Because the trailer actually looks interesting. It's getting rave reviews. Like... I know I've trashed this in the past, <laughs> but I was not nearly expecting this at all. And like I said, uh, like a week or two ago, I said the only way I'll go see Bumblebee in theaters is, is if it has like above like an eighty-five percent Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and it's at a ninety-eight. So I'll probably be ending up going to see that at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's definitely something that's more on my radar now, um, for sure. Um, it it has a 98%, um, but everything seems to be around, yeah, like you had said, like, it's all like a 70, so it's, it appears that people, a lot of critics like it, um, 
but not a lot love it, um, which is to be expected. I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, think that this was going to get, you know, hundreds, um, 10 out of 10s and stuff, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, doing a quick deep dive, the story is written by the same uh, lady, Christina Hodson, who is writing the story for the Harley Quinn movie that's coming out, Birds of Prey. Um, as well as the Batgirl movie that'll be eventually coming out. So, maybe. Um, but other than that, she uh, doesn't really have anything else listed on there. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely more well, interested to go see it now. Maybe I'll try and fit that into my watch list. Make it fifteen. Fifteen in fifteen <laughs> days. There you go. Uh, speaking of DC, you mentioned uh, one other thing. They announced at the beginning of this week that they are going to be developing a Plastic Man movie. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a superhero who has actually been a part of the Justice League before. Um, basically, it's a character who is in some type of chemical accident or whatever that then has the abilities to stretch and form and change into any size or shape or whatever. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, and especially with the name Plastic Man. But uh, apparently he's uh, one of the like fan favorite, like, B-level superheroes, because, you know, he's, like, he's funny, goofy, uh, and, but actually is worthwhile. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is DC just stretching for stuff now? But, like, hey, you know, while we can, let's just make every movie of any superhero we want to in existence, you know? But, I, I don't know. There's not really much news released about it other than that they're gonna be working on it. They did hire... Uh, this woman to pen a script for, but I forget what her name is, so. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Alright, anything else you got for us? No, not any news, no. Alrighty. Well, let's get into our reviews for the week. Um, as we had mentioned before at the beginning, uh, we went and saw Once Upon a Deadpool, which is a limited release. Um, Deadpool plus The Princess Bride kind of thrown together. Um,. And by that we mean there's a lot of Fred Savage in his Bears t-shirt. Uh, um, it's, it was, I mean, it's pretty much the same as, I mean, Deadpool obviously, too. like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, we got in there, uh, the lady at the counter felt the need to let us know that it's not, it, it's, it's not, not a, a movie, re-release. It's like, a it's not a new movie, it's not, yeah, like... So like, okay, well, I'm shocked that a new movie didn't come out six months later, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, it's definitely got some fun um, Deadpool, Fred Savage um, dialogue to it. Um, as Deadpool, I, I mean, I'm, I don't really care about spoiling it. There's not anything new if you haven't seen yeah. Deadpool yet. What's the only new you? stuff really is the Fred Savage stuff. So yeah, um, but like him like taping Fred Savage down to the bed so he can't leave um, and stuff like that. Um, there's a scene where <laughs> Fred Savage is talking about um, having sexual. Rela- Who was he talking about this with? Oh, Matt oh, Damon. Matt Damon. That's it. Yeah. But he was- uh, yeah. <laughs> He kept uh, saying... Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You'll explain it better. So, yeah. So, he was talking about... Because of those of you who have seen Deadpool 2, you know... Uh, one, there's the very, very brief Brad Pitt cameo as uh, Invisible Man. And then there's Vanisher. also... 
um, and there's also uh, Matt Damon uh, is in the movie as with a cameo. He's under he's heavily he's under a lot of heavy makeup, but he's one of those hillbillies you're talking about toilet paper at uh, once cable arrives to this time. Um, and so like after that scene, they stop and Fred's actually like, "Well, how'd you get him?" And he's like, "Oh, well, he's tied up in the basement, like same way I got you here." And Fred Savage starts to go on this thing about how he thinks it'd be fun to fight Matt Damon and goes off, you know, uh, you know, start fighting on our own and then going into, you know, get our friends and family involved and, then, you know, going around touring, fighting stuff. But every time he says the word fight, Deadpool has a little bleep tool in his hand and bleeps him. So every time you hear, yeah, you know, I want to F Matt Damon and then we can go around F and around everywhere else and get our family involved to see us F and F. <laughs> and it's and ev- yeah, like everyone wants to see us blank each other. Like uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty funny. It's um, the funniest stuff of of the added footage. I mean, oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's worth the watch. We didn't feel it was different enough to make a new score for it or anything nah. um, and rate it. So yeah, it's not. I really have that. Um, I don't think it is as good because I mean, it's a PG thirteen version, and I think Deadpool just. Everyone I think knows this, but it works better being graded R. Yeah, because uh, you had the language and the violence in it, and it just—I mean, it was still a good movie, but it was better as an R-rated movie. Yeah. Um, also, like the way it is, I mean, obviously, you know, they take away a bit of it, so it is more of a story time kind of adaptation of it, um, which is fine if you i guess haven't seen deadpool 2 but when you have seen deadpool 2 it kind of does take away from yeah, it takes a, away. a good bit of that movie um so yeah i mean that was once upon a deadpool i mean if you can watch it i'd you know go watch it um it's an interesting take and it is kind of funny but it is what it is um brian uh, you have two more reviews for us so i'll let you yeah. uh take over here yeah just a couple of you know, brief reviews of movies that came out this year that i ended up being stuck at home on call this weekend i rented them uh, to watch actually first uh, early in the week uh, my family wanted to watch a Christmas movie uh, so we ended up I convinced them to watch the Christmas Chronicles which is a newer Christmas movie on Netflix it's Kurt Russell as Santa Claus it's, I mean it, it was a decent movie it wasn't a terrible Christmas movie you know nothing compared to the <laughs> low level that is the Hallmark Christmas movies but it's it was fine you know Kurt Russell was pretty good at Santa Claus. The, the some very strange things, and at the end, I was. <laughs> there's one part where they they have like a countdown, like until like sunset. You know, he has to deliver all the presents by sunset in the world, and like they're going west. So you know, there's time zones and changing that you think they'd be gaining time as they're going west across the country. But they don't. The hour just continues to dwindle down. And this is just a thing that I was annoyed at. I was like, all right, you're going from Chicago to California. Like, you should have gained two hours there. Why is there only 30 minutes of daylight left? Or night left? It's ridiculous. This is just a thing that I got annoyed by. I don't know if Tanny Wells really picked it up. But whatever. I gave it a, a 65, which brought it down. It's, it's like 12th or 13th from the bottom of our list. Nah. Uh, it's a, with the critics' reviews, it's at a 64.8. So, yeah, there's that. Um, the Then on Friday night, I rented Leave No Trace, which is one of the few movies this year that has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 
it was a good movie. It's very well acted by the two leads. Um, I'm blanking on their names right now. Obviously, uh, as of course I'm trying to speak of them. Um, it's a very slow burn of movie, but continues to uh, build as it goes on. There's a lot of uh, important, uh, the heavier themes discussed into it. Uh, you, know, you know, the dad he had uh, fought in the war, so he's struggling some with PTSD. And um, but no, it was a very good movie. Um, I ended up very great acting. I ended up giving it an 85. So with the high praise I got from the critics, uh, combo score is an 85.5, which is the ninth highest on our list then for the year. And then last night I watched First Reformed, which is on Amazon Prime, uh, if you guys want to watch that. Really the main reason I watched it is because, like, Ethan Hawke, uh, he's the main character in it, and he's basically the frontrunner right now for uh, Best Actor in most most major awards. This movie was weird, though. Like, it wasn't really what I was expecting. Like, Ethan Hawke, yeah, he did a really good job, but, like, there was a lot of symbolism involved in the movie, and they were trying to, like, push, like, some type of environmental political agenda in it. I I thought it was really going to be about, you know, he was a chaplain in the army, and then coming back and dealing with that stuff while being a reverend. I don't know. It's... Yeah, he did a really good job acting, and there is some heavy themes that are dealt within it that uh, are dealt well, tying it and stuff. But it was just weird. Like it, it's also you know like a top five talks for like best picture. Like no, it is it's not the best picture of 2018. It it was weird. I mean, if you like great acting, uh, you can go see it for Ethan Hawke. But other than that, I don't think you really need to see this movie. It was very strange. Um, I gave it a 75. Brandon Combo scored a 77.4. Somewhere in the middle of our list. Uh, too far down to count. So, whatever. Those are the three brief reviews of movies that I had watched this week. Alrighty, folks. Well, it is time for our top five Christmas movies uh, to get you and everybody else in the mood for the holidays here. Um, so anyway, like always, you know, we'll give, uh, five, four, three, two, one on here. Um, and as usual, uh, Bride, I'll pass it over to you, gets kicked off. All right. Uh, all right, my number five. So this is actually, I think, one of the easiest lists we've done. Um, the, the top four, I, like, knew, I was like, oh, it's this, 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 and this. And then the fifth one, I had to think a little bit about it. But then, after I realized it, yeah, this is a movie that's great debated on whether it's a Christmas movie or not, but I put it on my list anyway. Die Hard. It takes place on Christmas Day, there's other Christmas elements involved in it, so I think it is considered a Christmas movie. If you look on Rotten Tomatoes, top 50 whatever Christmas movies, this is there in the top 10. Um, you know, a lot of people just saying it says it's not a Christmas movie, just because it takes place on Christmas Day doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Whatever, it's a Christmas movie. It's a you know, great introduction to John McClane and uh, the great villain involved in it. And it's, it's a very good movie. So that's my number five Christmas movie. Yeah, it, it's a Christmas movie. My opinion of a Christmas movie is that, yes, it takes place during the holidays. It has Christmas elements to it in some fashion. That's what makes it a Christmas movie. Like, uh, people read too much into what makes what a what. And I think that's my issue with it. Um... Just because, you know, whatever. I won't get into it. 
because number five on my list is Batman Returns, which takes place during Christmas. Uh, there are Christmas trees. It is snowing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the list too. And I was like, is it a Christmas movie? I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I, Same. Um, one of the <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Batman, and it takes place during the Christmas time. There are Christmas trees, so I count it as a Christmas movie. Um, there you go. Take it for what you want. Uh, my list is not entirely these. I just want to put that out there um, before we get further in. Um, but yeah, Batman Returns is number five on mine. Go ahead with yours. All right. Uh, my number four um, on the list is, I think, it's, it's a classic holiday movie. Uh, Home Alone. You know, kid stuck at home with two burglars, and he just, you know, spends the entire time trying to keep them out. <laughs> so much hilarious, uh, you know comedy just uh injuring the guys a lot of slapstick comedy it's just stupid stuff but it's hilarious it's a great i think it's a fan favorite of a christmas movie uh, i learned recently though that my mom hates this movie for some reason uh we <laughs> what? went uh i we were trying to like on when we watched the christmas chronicles that night we were throwing out christmas movies to watch and i threw out this movie and she was like totally against it like she didn't want to watch it and i was just caught off guard by it I don't know why. Her, I, I, her excuse was that, well, we watch it every year. And I probably haven't seen it in three or four years. So, And I guarantee you she doesn't watch it on her own. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's still still a good... It's a great Christmas movie. So that's, that's my number four. All right. Uh, number four for me is Elf. Um, a modern Christmas classic. Obviously, everybody knows this movie. So there's not a lot I got to say about it. Um, it is literally on all the time this time of year. Um, it's one that I enjoyed quite a bit when it first came out. Um, and it's definitely taken on kind of a huge, uh, cult following, uh, during the Christmas time, obviously Will Ferrell playing an elf, um, and there's narwhals and stuff like that. So, um, it's great. The only drawback to the movie is how disgusted I am when he's putting like syrup and stuff and all that <laughs> on spaghetti and stuff. Like uh, that just that the turn off. But other than that, everything, everything else in it's pretty funny. Um, it's always enjoyable. It's one of those things that if I'm just trying to kill time or put something on in the background, it's always an enjoyable thing to do uh, this time of year. So yeah, Elf is number four for me. Great. Uh, my number three on the list. Um... I, it's my favorite classic Christmas movie. One of the, I think it's one of the highest rated Christmas movies of all time. It's a Wonderful Life. I know you're gonna have, you're gonna say some things about this. Let me say my stuff first. Yeah, it's, go for it. Get it out of the way. It's it's my favorite classic movie. So you know, ones back from back in the day. I think this came out in the fifties. Um, it's you know, it's a good story. You know, kind of seeing stuff in the outside world. You know, like that you has a good message to it. You know, like whether you know you think uh, your life really matters, stuff you're important. Like there's, you have an effect on the world, and uh, and it's it's a great movie. I mean, it's my favorite. Chris, I said this is my favorite classic movie. Now go on, tell me why you think it's dumb. Uh, it's dumb. It's boring. It it's just it's hot garbage. Is what it is. Yikes. I I saw it. We had to watch it. Um, in high school before christmas break they put it on the one one of my classes or something like that and 
Oh my god. I don't remember a lot of it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember that I hated it um, quite a bit and that I don't ever plan to watch it again. I know that so many people like it, but I'll tell you this right now that it is one of those movies that I just found to be complete garbage. Um, mm. It's such a wrong opinion is sad Uh, look man you're the one (laughs) don't get i'm not even i won't even get started with it that's fine you know (laughs) you enjoy your garbage movies and i'll i mean honestly it makes sense coming from you because i mean you're not the biggest christmas fan in general so take it as you will all right go on to your number three on the list my number three on the list is how the grinch stole christmas um starring jim carrey um because i am the grinch and the grinch is me Um, (laughs) i've never identified with a character during the christmas time quite like the grinch um i haven't actually seen this movie in a few years but i do remember that i always found it uh pretty entertaining um as a whole um obviously Every, I'm, it's another thing that I don't feel like I have to go in depth with a lot. Obviously, a lot of people have seen or understand The Grinch. I have not seen the new one, and I pretty much refuse to see it because I think they've kitted it up a little too much. Um, the Grinch is supposed to be a very grouchy figure um, that's very ugly and... Yeah, very me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas comes in at number three for me. Ironically enough, How the Grinch Stole Christmas comes in at number two for me. Uh, the Jim Carrey wow. version. I mean, it's it's the be- I haven't seen the new newer one either, um, but uh, I enjoyed it more than the the classic Grinch uh, animated one, which is still a great one. But uh, Jim Carrey just adds so much character to it and is hilarious. Um, it's I don't know. I as same. It's probably been a few years since I've seen it, but I. Uh, I, it's one that I would like to watch every year. I just haven't. It's it's a l- great movie, great story. Jim Carrey is hilarious. Uh, that's my my number two. My top my number two favorite Christmas movie. All right, number two for me on this list. And I honestly, I probably put it on here just for the sheer volume of how often I've seen it. It's a Christmas story. Um, it's. I literally, my dad puts this on the TBS 24 hour thing, uh, that the marathon they do every year. And I'm pretty sure he sits through all of it. And so I've kind of grown up in that. Um, every time I'm there, like I'm literally watching a one and a half times this movie. Um, I mean, it's a Christmas classic, you know, Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out, um, and all that stuff. The pink bunny, um, outfit and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, it's a classic. If you haven't seen it yet, I can't imagine anybody hasn't actually seen it. But yeah, um, go ahead with. Uh, Here's the thing. I <laughs> I've never sat doing it, sat down and watched it from start to finish. But I guarantee you, I've seen the entire movie just because of how often it's on this time of year, especially on Christmas Day when it's on TBS. Oh yeah, that's 24/7. the thing. Like, I obviously like when i'm there watching it like it's not like i'm paying attention to it but like i it's on so frequently that i can puzzle the entire movie together (laughs) like pretty easily um and i I mean it's funny it's it's a good movie overall um here's here's my thought though i Hmm. people think consider it christmas classic i don't think it's that great of a movie there's uh, some a couple of you know funny parts of it you know the 
kid gets his tongue stuck to the pole, shoot your eye out, the pink bunny, blah, blah, blah. But it, I don't understand why freaking TBS runs it for 24 hours straight on Christmas Day. Like, it's not that great of a movie. Because it's a classic. <laughs> and they know it's not going to put people to sleep like It's a Wonderful Life does. It's not that boring of a movie. <sighs> what? Yeah, they you know they know it's dull enough and funny enough that people will stay awake during it. Yeah, it's so. a good it's a good movie to put in the background. Like I said, like that's what it is. Um, right. You're gonna sit here and attack me for my crap. No, 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 no. That's are. fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So we'll get to uh, my number one on the list, obviously. Uh, you had already said this, but I think the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Elf. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, Will Ferrell, he's hilarious. You know, as an adult elf that doesn't realize that he's a human, he thinks he's an elf that just, you know, is bigger than everyone else. Uh, he's hilarious. It's a great story. Uh, great stories about, you know, family and finding a place. And it's hilarious through and through. It's such a quotable movie. It's. I I try and watch this every year. Uh, it's it's a wonderful movie. I I love it. It's the best, hands down. I think the best Christmas movie. All right. Um, number one for me, the ultimate Christmas classic in terms of rewatchability, comedy, everything involved with it. A uh, Christmas Vacation. Um. Starring Chevy Chase, obviously. Uh, the movie's hilarious. I, I, it's one of those Christmas movies that I feel like I could I could probably watch in the middle of June and still get a really good kick out of it. Um, an obvious classic. Uh, I don't know. This feels like a movie that you've never watched before, Brian. I could be wrong on that. Um, uh, I think it's the same thing along close to the Christmas story where I've never sat down and watched it, but I've seen... I probably haven't seen the entire thing, but I've seen a lot of it. So... Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, another movie that I feel like a lot of people have probably seen, so I don't have to go very in-depth with it, but um, another one of those National Lampoon's vacation movies that were tremendous. I enjoy all of them, but Christmas Vacation definitely takes the top um, of that series and of this list, um, just for the fact that I I could watch it any time, pretty much. Um, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's our top five for this week. Um, a few that I had left off the list that made the uh, didn't make the final five, but were definitely in there. Um, Bad Santa, starring Billy Bob Thornton, um, obviously another great crude um, Christmas movie, um, and also Jingle All the Way, uh, which oh, yeah. I, I if I had more spaces and I didn't want to include <laughs> Batman Returns. Um, this might have cracked it. Um, oh yeah, that's, I, that's it's another. It's another one that like I haven't seen in years. Uh, but I know like we always watch it during the holiday season. Um, it's, it's funny, funny movie. Obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger starring in it uh, with his kid trying to get the toys and stuff like that and fighting uh, people to try and get it. it it's, it's a great. Uh, it's one that doesn't have good reviews, but it it's one that yeah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't follow. Like it's funny movie. It's. Not something you're gonna watch in May, but like in yeah, if in Christmas time and you don't want to watch a stupid Hallmark movie, like Jingle All the Way is a, always a good classic to to watch and and get a good laugh with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely one that uh, <laughs> I had considered putting at my number five spot, but didn't make it. So yeah, well, when yeah, like 
I mean, I had to put Batman on here somewhere. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Uh, to think you were the one that fit in the superhero character this week. I know, yeah. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen Batman Returns that I didn't even realize that it had Christmas elements to it. And so, yeah, when I like looked and saw that, I was like, "Shit, that's right." Uh, I was like, "Well, I got to put it on the list somewhere." But uh, yeah, and obviously, Die Hard's on there. Um, that the Mystic Cut, um, another great movie, but. Yeah, um, like I had mentioned before, I definitely consider a Christmas movie to be having elements of Christmas ties to it. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, centered directly around, <laughs> around Christmas. Christmas. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's our top five for the week. A um, little bit in the spirit of the holidays, I think next week will be... This week we're obviously going to see Spider-Man... Um, I know I'm going to at least try to get out and see the mule as well. Um, oh, I hope so. Is that showing around here? How do you even look? Yeah, I think it's playing at AMC. I think it's playing around AMC. Oh, I think that's a wide release. Um, I hope. Uh, I'm tired of trying to guess what's a wide release and what's not. Um, obviously, we're also going to, I guess, try and get around to Marwin and Aquaman as well. Um, Aquaman definitely, Thursday Definitely seeing Aquaman on Thursday. Um, so we'll have... Th- probably i would guess between two and four reviews for you guys next week <laughs> maybe even more uh I as think, we get down here um i don't think we've set a date yet but i know my family and some other friends will probably see mary poppins at some point it might not be till like next sunday so it might be like after we record uh so i won't make the cut but i don't know well that that might also be included in the list It'll, yeah, it'll get reviewed in one of our up- upcoming episodes, uh, as well as everything else that's coming out uh, this year. Uh, we do have a little bit of news for you guys. We had mentioned before on the podcast about our uh, award season thing, our 2018 award, um, Rollies, or I don't know, we haven't come up with <laughs> a name yet name, for guys. it, but that's, that's just not the name. <laughs> that's the that's the working title um, oh, as they say in the biz uh, <laughs> I veto it right now <laughs> but uh, yeah so we had mentioned before that we're going to be doing an award type thing a uh, special episode middle of the week uh, we are aiming to do that either the first Wednesday which I believe is the second um, of January or the week after that a midweek special episode uh, for all the 2018 wide release movies this is not like it's not an Oscar season episode we'll have one of those down the line when that comes out um, but uh, we are still in development but we think we have an idea of how we're going to run it um, we'll keep you guys updated we are both I believe very excited for it uh, oh, to yeah. see how it goes um, I can't wait um, I actually really am excited for that episode to see <laughs> I, I'm what very ends up it, uh, so. yeah to see what uh, ends up being the top movies we saw this year um, other than that Brian any parting words for everybody nope you know what it's a great time of year and there's so many great movies left you know guys just enjoy these last two and a half weeks of December Yep, gonna be a great time. Uh, hopefully, no snow. Um, other than the days that I'm not at work, uh, it can snow then. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, but a, short, a bit of a shorter episode this week for you guys. But we'll be back with a lot of stuff in the upcoming weeks. Uh, have a happy holidays, everyone, and we'll catch you guys next Sunday. Have a great week. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. 
You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote: stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce.